Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Service of Grace Theology segment. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And on today's episode, a listener writes in, and they have a really important question. And the question is, why is a church's mission statement so important? In seminary, I'll never forget, uh, I had to take classes on ministry philosophy, learning all sorts of things about the importance of concisely and clearly stating one's life uh, purpose and ministry purpose. And stating clearly and concisely the ministry's mission is not only critical because of what it communicates to people, but because it says a lot about what you believe and what you value. To put it a different way, a church's mission statement communicates to people in the congregation and the surrounding community whether you take the the Bible seriously and whether you will minister to them or not. Throughout my entire life, I have been blessed to be in local churches where these churches preach and teach the Bible, and they help people to love one another and to evangelize and to make disciples who make disciples. Preaching and teaching the Word and loving people are not enemies of each other, but friends of each other. Jesus states this in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40 It's known as the Great Commandment. And Jesus there tells his first disciples, as well as Christians today, that the mission of their lives is to love the Lord and love one another. Local churches today are to love the Lord and, and love their neighbor in word and deed. And, and so in Acts two forty-two through 48 the early church gathered together after uh, Peter's Pentecost sermon in small groups where they did life together and studied the word of God together. The church exploded because the Holy Spirit blessed the preaching of the word and the loving community of the people of God. In fact, uh, in the past six years or so, I've lived in three different states. My wife and I have lived in Idaho, we've lived in California, and now we live in Southern Oregon. All these churches had a similar mission statement to this, love God and love people, or treasure Christ and love people. A church's mission statement not only says what the church values, but also how it intends to be on mission for the glory of God. Preaching the Bible is vitally important to the church's mission. Where the preaching of the Bible has waned or even wavered in the church's life, the church's mission has been compromised. But there's another equally opposite danger here. It's it's one that's not often discussed on these matters. If we are going to, if we, excuse me, if we neglect to love people, the danger can be that we will preach until we are blue in the face. However, the people hearing such sound preaching won't connect with the word. Loving the Lord means loving people. I I was recently asked what attracted me to the current church that uh, my wife and I regularly attend here in Oregon. And, and what we're looking for in a local church, and, and besides expository preaching and sound doctrine, among other things, I want to see how the people loved one another. Overwhelmingly and surprisingly so, this local church 
answer the question for my wife and I, not only of whether they are grounded in the word, but also if they're grounded in loving others and one another. One example of this was the offer and then the execution of that offer on helping my wife and I move into our new home after we've only been here a week, after we've only been at the church once. Uh, like I'm saying, we've been in the city, we had moved to about a week, and we had visited that church on, on that previous Sunday uh, when this offer was given. They did not know us, nor did they need to help us move in. But we were blessed and thankful that men came and helped me to move our things from our Penske truck into our new home. You see, it's not enough to have a good mission statement. You have to practice that mission. The goal of all churches and mission statement is to make disciples who make disciples for the glory of God. The making of disciples isn't an option to Jesus. It is a command given with a promise that the Lord will be with his people to fulfill his mission. And furthermore, the command given by Jesus is given assistance by the Holy Spirit who indwells every Christian and empowers them to make disciples for God's glory. And so a church's mission statement should not only be clear, it should not only be concise, it should be one that they are going to model. James 1.22 makes it clear that we are to be doers of the word and not only hearers only. It's easy to hear the word and then turn away. We may not like the tough portion of, the, of what's in the scriptures. We may want to mute them and, or even, at worst, take those parts out of the Bible. But they are there for our good and the church's good. That difficult person who is hard to love is there in our local church to help us grow to be like Christ. In much the same way, you use sandpaper to get out any imperfections on the object you're working on. The Holy Spirit uses sandpaper people, that is, that difficult person, to help you grow to be like Christ. They are a scalpel in the hands of the Lord used to help you to grow to be more like Christ. Don't avoid those people, but embrace them and the opportunity that they provide for you to demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit. Such people are not a hindrance or even a distraction to the local church's mission, but they help the church to grow to be more like Jesus. We are living in an emotionally charged moment in our culture where tensions are high on every side. And yet, we need to say this, the local church is the hope of the world. And the local church should be focused on the preaching of the word of God and on loving people. People today wonder if anyone will be attracted to that kind of Christian and to that kind of church. They think that they have to accommodate to the culture or even have certain methods that entertain visitors to local churches to get them to stay. But here's the thing. Jesus in John 6, 60 through 71, he preached hard things to people and people left him. People are drawn by Christ to, through the word. The Holy Spirit uses the preached word and the means of the local church community to draw people irresistibly to faith in Christ and grow in discipleship in his name. I'm never going to ever forget what my varsity golf coach said to me in high school. I tended to focus on the golf swing mechanics to an insane degree. I still do that. I'm guilty. Okay? But I'll always remember what he said. Keep it simple, stupid. Now, he wasn't calling me stupid. He was telling me to keep it simple because I was making the golf swing overly complicated. 
that similarly the church's mission is simple. Love God, love people, make disciples. To do that, the church needs to preach the word faithfully to help people learn what God has revealed in the 66 books that constitute the word of God. People not only need to hear the word, but they need a loving church community. A church's mission statement should be simple, it should be concise, it should reflect the church's values and its mission to reach the people in the congregation and the community. We need to keep in mind that all of the church's mission, from congregational care to ministry to outreach to discipleship, and all the church does is to be grounded in and shaped by Scripture. And when everything is up for real, in a time when everything is up for reevaluation, and it seems like we need to do it another way, we ourselves today need to determine that we will be faithful and laser focused on the teaching of the Word of God to honor Jesus in all of life. We do not need new methods. We do not need a new way to reach people. We need to go back to the old and the well-trodden past traveled by fellow churchmen and churchwomen who love the Lord, who love people, who are focused on the mission of making disciples, who make disciples in and through the local church. The hope of the world today is not in our political ideology, our philosophy, or who we want or want it in political office. The hope of the world is not in ending destructive philosophies that oppose the knowledge of God, although we should preach against those destructive worldviews. The hope of the world is in a person, Jesus, and in his person and sufficient work. The church is the only institution commissioned to the task of making disciples who make disciples of the risen Lord Jesus. And so let the church then be faithful. Let the church stand fast and where necessary repent of any worldly ideologies or philosophies that have crept into its convictions or into its practice of making disciples that do not honor scripture. May our church's mission statement reflect the simple but profound truth of loving God and loving people. Because behind both ideas are the church's mission to reach lost, to make disciples, and spread the fame of God to the nations from the word of God to the glory of God. Well, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next week, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.